to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Sherrod and DJ Juicy. Ooh. We focus on the stories of individuals who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken Experience is well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the vibes. You got the culture? Yes, 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 party people, Butter Chicken Podcast, friends and family, welcome to the DJ Sherrod and DJ Juicy Butter Chicken Podcast. Yo, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, Juice. What you think, man? It's been nuts, man. And and I actually I've been uh, like reflecting upon something recently that I wanted to kind of talk to you about. <laughs> Is it something deep? And what are we talking about? You know, like so we get the opportunity to play music uh, from artists all over the world at the events that we DJ at, and um, one uh, one part of the world particularly is is cranking out these artists that just put out incredible music and Kansas I, not Kansas no no I'll give you one more shot Detroit no well, eh, well Detroit got one Detroit got one couple two. actually yeah. yeah but more specifically the UK man if there's anything if there's anyone who knows anything about the UK that would be for, at least from this side of the pond that would it's safe to say that it's me and you that, that uh, absolutely. That knows I think about more that. so you because you have family there and you've been there a bunch of times and, and you really about it over there. But it's nice to see that uh, not only are people putting out great content and music, but how it's being embraced all over the world. And one market particularly that I see that is kind of ironically the toughest to break into is is Bollywood and India, um, because everyone kind of. Uh, and this is just like Desis, I feel, in general, are, are just like very much set in what they like and they and they stick to that. And it's hard for them to kind of accept new things every now and again. But um, it's nice to see that they're embracing artists from around the world and specifically the UK. I think what we've been seeing is that the world has just become smaller and smaller and talent prevails over everything. And if talent is great and talent has great support with it, then eventually it'll rise to the top, and that's kind of what we're seeing um, now over the last five, seven, eight years with artists specifically from the UK moving over into India and just doing these amazing records, amazing collaborations that maybe 20 years ago we wouldn't even see as mm, possible. I agree. It would be great. Well, it would be great, Juicy. To have an artist from the UK to come and sit and talk to us. I think that would be phenomenal, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I think one of my friends just walked in the room, actually. Who we got, Sherrod? We got legendary 10-year career and still climbing the charts. Some of the biggest records you've ever heard. One, one of these records, High Heels, has probably 200 million views on YouTube and counting and growing and still content coming out. Let's give it up for Birmingham-born global superstar... Amazing singer, humble person, our boy Jazz Dami, all the way from somewhere in India right now. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up listeners. Yeah, Welcome to this Butter Chicken Podcast, Jazz. Thank you for having me, man. That's a great intro, man. I don't know about legend, bro. I'm not legend <laughs> Future yet. legend. Yet. I will be one day. Okay, good. <laughs> I love that. But, I love um, that attitude, man. But um, yeah, man, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for letting me bless your mic. Oh, for sure, man. Thank you for being a part of this. This is uh, this is incredible for us, and we're blessed that you're here. And 
I think we're going to just jump right into it, man. We, we want to get to know you. We want our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Um, you visited the States a bunch of times. Um, and, you know, our perspective is something that is very similar to, like, the rest of the world, but we also kind of bring our own elements into things, right? So um, tell us a little bit about where you come from, your, your, your come up in your childhood and your youth. Mm. Well, man, um, I come from Birmingham. Okay. That's in which is um in England. Okay. I'm British, um uh, born and brought up in Britain. Um I come from the hub, which is Handsworth, where everything, all the best music has Punjabi music, apart from Punjab has come out of in my opinion, like mm-hmm. we had so many great artists like AS Gung, Malkit, they've all come from Birmingham. So I was blessed straight away to come out of that. Come out, come out of Birmingham, man. But you said Malkit, man. That's big shoes to fill. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, we've had some crazy artists come out of just my hometown, man. But it's only fair to try and try and come through and bring something credible myself. So, but just imagine this. My journey has begun from, like, my dad used to be a singer, part of a band called Sungum Group. Mm-hmm. Years ago, it was like, it was like in the early 80s. That's when he kind of like, established himself. Is that when, like, Hero was around? Yeah, yeah. Around a similar kind of time. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he was gigging and he was, a, he was a drummer, he was a dorky player, he was a singer, so he had this great passion for music. But, um, and I would say that when when he kind of got into the groove of, of just making songs and everything, it was all cool, everything was going well, but as you get, I think as you get older and you have children, you, you kind of kind of, you have to kind of rise up to the responsibility sure. of children. Like, for example, obviously we were his kids, so he had to think about us, so his, his music career took a back seat. Right. Right, and he had this rightfully vis- so, huh? Yeah, he took a back seat because he couldn't fund his projects himself. Labels weren't paying, so he was a str- he became a struggling artist mm. at that point. So, um, and I, he had this crazy vision that one of his children, either me, my old elder brother, or my elder sister, one of us is going to be- become an artist. And then, like, randomly, I was like nine years old. I remember, yeah, he mm. just put an instrument in front of me, a harmonium. He said, "Try and play this, man. See how you get on." And you imagine you're nine years old. Like, what do you do? Like mm. you know, you don't yeah, know what you're gonna do. Push, you just push the just keys, push and, the keys and yeah. see what's gonna happen. That's exactly what happened. Mm. Like from then, I just started playing an instrument. From there, I started learning Indian classical music. I studied in India. Then uh, I, I went to India. I lived in India in Punjab for a year. Then I was in and out of India. Wait, what? Yeah, I lived in. Hold on, I actually bro. lived in Punjab for because what happened was I started my musical journey when I was like nine. Okay. And then what happened was, um, I, want, I had this vision that I want to go to India and learn proper Indian classical music. So you had the vision now from nine to like, yeah. whenever. when did you go to India? When I was 16. Wow. So, so from, you, the, from the age of nine to 16, you were still pursuing and learning? Yeah, I was still learning. I was, I was working towards a goal. But were I, you like I, helping your dad at that time in the no, band? I was, or, I was, or was no, your dad already out of music by then? My dad was still kind of, kind of doing music, mm-hmm. but he was like, he was on his way out kind of thing. Got, Got it. it. Yeah. But... um. And then he said, look, if you want to learn properly, you have to go to India. And I was wow. like, yeah, but why can't I learn here? He goes, and he well, came from India, right? Yeah, they came from yeah he came from India when he was nine. Okay. Got it. So he was obviously, more, he's more British than, than, than Indian, I would say. Right. Because his, he, his old childhood was in, was in England. Sure. But um, 
what kind of happened was he had this vision for me that also that he wanted me to go to India as well. And I thought, you know what? I had this straight away. I thought, all right, when I'm 16, when I finish school, I'm going to go to India and live in Punjab, live in a bend, a village. Wow. And I want to learn music properly, like properly go in, learn the language. Because I'm born and brought up in England. My, my Punjab, my grasp on Punjabi language just wasn't very good. It was kind of broken, yeah, I would imagine. Really broke. I couldn't speak proper Punjabi. Right. Because With- obviously at school we spoke English. I was... Right. All my friends were English. It was just... An but what are your parents? Your parents, were they communicating Punjabi to each other? Yeah, they speak they to each other English. in Punjabi. Okay. But obviously when you're... Even to a point, when you're at home, you start speaking English to your parents. Of course, of course. It happens, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. We're, absolutely. Uh, from Britain, so it, sure. just, it happens, man. Same but, same here. Same, very yeah, similar story. It happens, man, because... And when you're at school, you, you, you're chatting to your friends in English. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just normal. Right. right? But... um. When I went to India, that's when I realized, well, yo, I need to fix up my Punjabi, man. It's terrible. If I'm going to become a, a singer in, in either Punjabi or Hindi, I need, to, I need to know how to speak these languages. And this is you now. This is now dad's kind of like on the side. And you say, yeah. as a 16-year-old kid, you're saying, hey, I got to really do this. So yeah. you put life as you know it in the UK with all the amenities you have to yeah. decide to go live in the band. Yeah. So as, as I did, to be honest, that vision, I'm not going to take credit for that. That vision was my dad's vision. Like wow. he, he wanted me to learn. Like he said to me, I remember him saying to him when I was like 10, he goes, you want to be a singer where, where you don't want your peers to say, you know what? This guy can't sing. Right. This can't, this guy can't pronounce this word. This guy can't, he can't sing this type of song because he's not a top singer. You want to be a position where you can sing anything. Right. And that's exactly Luckily, that's what I've been able to do like, with the songs I've produced. That's because of my dad. So he instilled this, instilled this into you at a young age. Yeah, yeah. You, you take this and it kind of sits with you for some years and you're practicing your craft and learning the craft. Yeah, yeah. When you decide to go to India to pursue it even further, yeah. did you get any type of like pushback from your friends or did they give you any criticism about it? Because uh, at 16, you're a teenager. Yeah. That's a pretty like uh, important time. And to at that honest, time, you didn't have records yet, right? No, like, I didn't your no records, records were first in 08, 07, Yeah, yeah, 08. yeah. Records were well late, man, after mm, that. Like, okay. It's like 10 so you were not that. even in studios recording? No, nothing. None I, of that. No, I went, to be honest, I wasn't even singing songs then. It, all I was singing was classical things, classical like compositions. Because mm. that's what I learned, Indian classical. I didn't learn like Punjabi music. I didn't learn Bollywood music, even though I loved singing it or doing it. But right. I didn't really practice that. I practiced more classical stuff which is really hardcore singing sure. hardcore classical singing but when I went to India the only I think my friends I didn't have many friends in India if I'm honest because obviously I'm born and brought up in England sure. but the people I met out there I would always get rinsed from my Punjabi oh, yeah. always oh, get rinsed they were rinsed. probably killing you they, always, they used to kill me like all the little kids like the six, seven year olds used to kill me and what, what part of Punjab were you in? Uh, I was in uh, Husharpur Husharpur okay. yeah 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 so um, so when you go there, is it kind of like, even though you're Desi, you're Punjabi, is it culture shock at that point to course, man, be in like, this place where like you're so, you're used to like, like I'm like American, I mean, well, British, British food and like British course, culture, man. rap music, I, all this shit. And then exactly you get here and it's like, you, know, it, you get there and there's no like electric for three days and it's like 40 degrees. Shit. Did you, you have a geezer me? for your shower? Yeah, of course I did. But <laughs> yeah. you didn't need it in the, in the, in no, the right, right, right. Want a cold shower, but, bro. When I lived in Punjab, like the first week I remember when my dad left. Oh, my oh they left gosh. you there? Yeah, because my dad left. He took you, he took me and set left you me up. There with my gran. 
He set, yeah, he set me up. He got me my tutor. He got me. I was quite fortunate in this respect. He got me a car out there. He got me a driver out there. He got me tuition out there because he said, if you're going to do this, do it properly. You're right. going to have to okay. put the graft in. So I'm okay. going to get you all these amenities and you just have to put the work in. So literally, it was like nine, ten hours of singing every single day. That's wow. what I did, man, for that year. Wow. Every single day. So like, it was no regular school, no university. No, nothing. Straight out of high school, boom. Boom, um, straight. All, all I did, I did, edu- I did a degree. I started my degree in Indian classical when I was 16. Okay. So I did my, sec- my first and my second year of my degree in one year. That's simply because I grafted. That year I, I went in, like to the point, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and just banging vocals, rest, banging vocals, do my lesson, banging vocals. That's all I was doing. I just... That Jeez. one year, I just killed it. I did some crazy, crazy practice, man, that one year. And alongside that, I had, like, Punjabi tuitions. I had Hindi tuitions. So I was learning, like, Like languages. speaking, reading, yeah. and writing. Exactly, And yeah. was this the first time you've ever visited India? Or did you visit um, previous? I visited when I was 10 before that. Got it. But it was, like, yeah. a short family yeah, trip. Was, okay. well, I was there for two months, but it was just, like, a holiday, really. You know, right. you just go... You know, like Asians have this thing when you when you go to India or Pakistan, wherever you go, you have to go for two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you have to get the your money. Yeah, it was. Then I, I go for three, four days to India. They look at me like I'm wild. Are you like, crazy? Three, four days. The first what? question is like, who are you gonna see in three or four days? You're gonna go see your chacha, your chachi, this one, that one. Like you're not gonna see anybody. For yeah. Three or four days. But that's I, I like this. But this time around, like I, I, I just thought, you know, I'm gonna go in and and then from there, I just carried on d- learning music. I, I mean, I came back to England. I went to I went to his Wait, wicked. So how long did you you just? I spent a year in India then. One okay. full year, but yeah. that's hardcore. That's like boot camp for you. Intense yeah, training. It yeah. was it was hard, man. It was it was really challenging, man. Like, to the point where I just thought, I allow this. I'm going back. But so there thought, was times where you were oh, like, it yo, was horrible. <laughs> Especially when it was hot, man. Because yeah. I hate the heat. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a. I, I'm, I'm born in Britain. Like right. it's always cold always in Britain. It's cold. always it's raining always in Britain. Raining, yeah. Cloudy. So you, and then you you end up in a village, and it's like forty degrees. There's no water. Yeah. yeah and there's no electric. Yeah. There's no even no hopes of it coming in the next three four days. Right. Yeah. And you, you just it's killing you. Like it's killing you. You can't do anything about it. You just have to bear it. Right. How, how is I mean? the food game though over there? The food game was all right. Like every every, every other week, I go to like like Burger King or Wimpy. No, Over Wimpy. there, it was Wimpy then. Wimpy, no Burger King then. No, but there in in India. Yeah, in in Punjab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you weren't like loving the desi food? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all that. the homemade. Oh yeah, yeah. I live with my grand, so it was a little easier living with my grand. Right, right. Even right. though she was deaf, but it was fine. I f- I feel like when she I was could, younger, she, <laughs> so she so even when you were whack at singing, she couldn't hear you. She couldn't hear me. So you were singing <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning and. She wasn't waking yeah. up. She'll, yeah, she'll be like, why don't you just get a factory job? I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. But, so like. she didn't see it, obviously, but th- your dad obviously saw, saw something. the vision. He, yeah, yeah, he saw the vision, man. He, he, he had a clear vision. He just, I just had to follow that path. That's what it was. It's amazing, man. Realistically, yeah. where you are today, where you sit in this yeah. whole space, yeah. did you ever see that when you were in those sessions as a 16-year-old you know, person going back home living with your grand at that time? Like, you did know you what? ever see everything that would happen from 2012 onwards? I didn't know how big it was going to be, but the one thing I had was hope. And mm. I, I always say this to everybody I meet, and any people that listen to me on radio or anywhere in the world, hope is the biggest and the most, most amazing thing you can have in your life. Because if I didn't hope, I wouldn't be here today. Like I, My vision, I knew I was going to do it. It's just, it's, I knew it was going to take me time to do it. It's a gem. I got a clap for that. 
Yeah, hope is a gem right there, man. Yeah, man. So hope and no hard work doesn't work, though. No, of course not, man. No, yeah. So they the go, do the, is it fair to say that the, grind, the, ho- the, the hope hustle. you had and the grind yeah. kind of went hand in hand? Of course, man. Of course. Because like, I remember like living in, in, in them conditions and thinking, yo, man, this is just this is just peak. This is weak, man. I need mm. to get out of here. But I thought, nah, is there something holding me back and saying, no, man, you t- this, this is the test. If you pass this test now, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get hundred marks on that exam. Yeah. You just gotta do it. You just you gotta put the work in. So I just kept working. So you do it. Work. You do that year, and then you come back to Birmingham. Yeah, and then check this out. How yeah. old are you when you come back? Seventeen. Yeah, about seventeen. And what year is that? Because I'm trying to paint the picture for the listener. Like I want to know. Uh, that's two thousand and two or two thousand and three. I think. So was. this is right before like the. Urban Daisy scene, like before Rishi yeah, is about yeah, to yeah. go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juggy's about to go crazy. Yeah, man. It's before Valley Jagpal just drops and Punjabi MC super scorching hot. hot. Yeah. yeah. And you're sitting there as a 17 year old, like these mans are killing it. I need to kill it as well. I yeah. Need to get right. In are it, are these guys like who were some of yeah like who the guys some? that inspired you when you were on the come up? Mm, what artists inspired me? Or even today, like inspirational, aspirational You know, I'm always inspired. I, like artists in general, every artist like of, of today's generation or even previous, everyone inspires me. Every every person in this room like, right now is inspiring me in some way or another because that's, like, that's what it's about, being inspired. But for me, I think the artists that really uh, inspired me in terms of um, the art was people like Mormon Morris. Of course. Okay. I loved him. I think he was a six. Okay, so you you about the classics. Yeah, like okay. even Sardu Sikandar. Of like, course. Uh, Balinda Safri from the UK. Sure. Mangal Singh from the UK. Sure. These man's a genius. Like, like singing G's. I, I think Sardu Sikandar, I don't think anybody has range like him. He's, no, he's he, on the most planet. Yeah. Amazing singer, man. Yeah. Like he's, he's a crazy singer, man. So that's what I was inspired by. That, and then obviously then you get I, I grew up with Usher yeah you know what I mean I grew up with like you knew Usher like that no, as he grew up with his <laughs> yeah, music with, <laughs> his that, music man very, very interesting that you say that so we're talking about you're this like super dope Punjabi singer yeah and just like a lot of the guys in the UK you weren't just inspired by one nah, genre of course not man talk about it bro I was inspired by Usher I was inspired by someone like Craig David sure. I was inspired by Michael Jackson every, every artist that was popping I was inspired by because even Stereo Nation yeah. remember Stereo Nation Taz, Taz, of course, yeah. Taz yeah. man like these guys are big inspirations growing up man because you see them making massive moves and you think this is, look these, are break, these guys are breaking down those barriers and because they're breaking down those barriers I can do it as well I can take it forward even more mm. so that's what it was about but um Going back to... Oh, 03, you just come back, oh, 02, oh, 03. Come back, yeah. And I did this like horrible like information communication technology like course at college. Wait, after going through yeah, what yeah, you did yeah. in yeah. India? Because I'll tell you what it was. I wasn't, I wasn't great at school, yeah? Okay. I, my, my main things were, for, were music, 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 music. That's what I just loved. So you did good in your music classes, like, I, I did, imagine. I got ace time in music, yeah. <laughs> I knew I was going to do it, but... I didn't get great great grades in mathematics. I wasn't a great mathematician. Science, I was rubbish. And English was okay. But I didn't get enough grades to get into university. Okay. Yeah. So you had to do... And, and my teacher told me this, that you're never going to be successful in what you do. Wow. Can you believe this? Wow. My, my teacher said to me, you are not going to do anything. Here's what I say to that life. teacher. Yeah, Mrs. Brown, man. 
Mrs. Brown. <laughs> was Mrs. Brown Daisy? Miss, nah, she wasn't Daisy, man. Okay. She wasn't Daisy. But um, yeah. Fuck um, Mrs. Brown. <laughs> no, man. No, no, I'm just kidding. She's a good lady. She's, she's a good lady. Here, man. Sometimes it's good to hear something like that because it motivates <laughs> you to kind of really just go on an attack, right? So, Well, to be honest, I didn't use that as an ammunition. It's just, it just, she just I was a dosser at school, right. man. Like, I'll tell you straight, I just wanted to have a good time and sure. just make music. Sure. That's what it was. Um, but um, anyway, and then after that, yeah, I came back and did that information communication technology. That was useless, basically. It was useless. No, it wasn't useless stuff. <laughs> All it right. Was, Here we it go. It was amazing. It was the most <laughs> amazing. It was most amazing thing I did because what I got out of it. Because, like, at my uni- at my college, yeah, there was this guy, this black guy, he's a sick producer. And every Wednesday, we had an enrichment class. You could choose table tennis, you can choose music production, or you can choose, like, sports, yeah, in general. Mm. You didn't choose table I, tennis. Obviously, I... I well, I played table tennis sometimes, but <laughs> I chose music with him, and I made this. Um, we made this really cool two-step like um, demos, random demos. When you say two-step, like garage, garage, yeah. Okay, yeah. we know about that. Yeah, we love that stuff. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 absolutely. Sick man. So two-step, I made, made some cool two-step vibes in English, or you were doing it in in, in English. I didn't sing, just produced. Produced. Oh, produced you just produced. Yeah, yeah. produced. Okay. Them, I, I did production at uni, but I'll go into that in a second. Anyway, um, so we made a cool two-step vibe. And then what I did was I recorded this whole, like, 25-minute Indian classical music piece. I just recorded it. I recorded it and I banked it. And then one of my cousin's um, nephews, he was like, you know what, there's this university in Liverpool called Paul McCartney School of Music. They, they, they have, like, students from around the world, 30 students from around the world. But it's like... It's really, really like you have to have some crazy grades. You have to have some crazy talent to get into it. And um, like I think Ragiv went there as well. You know Ragiv the singer. Of course, I think course, he went course, there as well. Storyteller. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, and I thought, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try because I'm, I'm a, I'm a double player and a, and a door player. So mm-hmm. I, I've got in and I'm, I'm, I'm there right now. So cool. Because when you send your demo, see what happens. And I sent my demos. That all the stuff that you yeah just made, I did recording my guy called Marcus. Man, he's a G. And, um, you still mess with Marcus? I haven't seen him in a minute, but okay, we're gonna go. What, what did you start? It? Like what, what? What software or program or uh, Logic? Logic, okay. Yeah, Logic. Yeah. So um, and then I sent them demos, and then I got unconditional offer, and I thought, yo, this oh, is. Oh, what? Sick. I'm sorry, explain it. Uh, unconditional, as in just you basically you got the you've got the got the position in the university, and there's two thirty students from around the world. So I had wow. people, and from there's Germany. thirty kids in this class. Only? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and and you just sent t- a random demo, and you no paperwork, in, no good grades. No, well, thing is, like when I did my. ICT thing I kind of got good grades in that so it kind of it's, okay, it, balanced it, out. it balanced it out but my music my musical sense and maybe my musical demos were really good so that got me in so and this is w- like that hope thing you were talking about like exactly, you sent man. it with a prayer like, to be honest like when I went to college yeah, I thought I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to do music as a path I thought it was going to be a side thing because I couldn't see any 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 route for music, like doing music as a educational thing. Because I was I didn't academically I wasn't great. Right. I was I, practically I was amazing, but academically I wasn't great if I'm honest. But then what happened was after this I got in and my whole thing just changed. My whole life from that moment of going to that university, my whole life changed and it went. It's like God was saying, you know what, you're going to do music, but you're going to do it in this way. You're going to make a little turn and you're going to go straight in. And I graduated from Paul McCartney School of Music, met Paul McCartney at my graduation. Wow. It was sick. It was sick, man. Like my dad's proudest moment, man, was meeting Paul McCartney, man. He met him because he's a Beatles fan. Oh, big, wow. yeah. big, Huge. mega, mega, yeah. mega, mega, mega. It was crazy. It was crazy, man. I met him. And uh, at my graduation, and then... And then How long was this course? It was only a year, a year diploma. Okay. But then I, 
after that, I went on to doing a music technology degree, music production degree. Before you did that, I would have went back to Mrs. Brown and been like, what up? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no hard feelings, man. Okay, it's you're just, a good guy. All, you don't hold grudges. <laughs> no grudges, man. It's all yeah. love. But um, yeah, and then I did a music technology degree. And then, then my last year of my degree, my cousin was like, yo, what are you doing with your music? I said, just, I'm just doing bits and bobs, really. I'm just, I haven't got any money. I can't put money in my project. And um, and you were just producing the records, not singing? I wasn't even producing records. Okay. I was just... I was producing records, that production. I wasn't singing the records. You weren't singing, you were just making yeah, just the beats. Yeah, okay. just producing beats and whatever. And he was like, yo, what are you doing with your music? I'm like, I'm not really doing much, to be honest. I'm just trying to get a deal. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I'll, I'll fund you, man. Let's do it. Let's do this. Your cousin says this. Yeah. He, What's his name? His name's Cam. Cam. Cam in music or just... Yeah. His, his, Cam, his music name was... He was in a band called... Um, What's his band's name? I forgot his band's name, man. But he's he's my poor son. Okay. And he's like, yo, I sang at some random family wedding, and he's like, yo, you're right, you know, you're quite a good singer, man. You should, I should take you on. I was like, right, cool. And then from then we started, we started making music, man. Like that's what like the the first session I had was with Omen Hair. And how did that happen? I mean, Omen Hair is pretty pretty up there. Yeah. Like um, Cam was like, who do you want to work with? Because he had great great budget for me he saw the talent he saw the vision and he's like you know what he, I said I want to work at Omen Hair and wow like, cool. yeah, you, you picked him out of yeah. everybody that was moving at that I time I actually picked Sukshinda Shinda first okay but he was super busy with Jazzy's projects yeah right and right, right he was straight up and I respect him for that he was straight up saying Jazz I'm, I'm busy doing this I can't commit to it but um, I could I think Omen would be a great option so we okay. work with Omen that's love yeah, man. Bear love for uh, Shindabaji, man. I got loads of love for him, man. Yeah. Question for you on the UK friend. scene, just to pause your story for a yeah. minute, but we've we've been students of the game forever, for a long time, and we've studied everything that's come out of the UK. Yeah. And every time we talk to UK people, and every time I just conversate, it seems like there's a lot of camaraderie. Mm. Uh, at least that's what I get. Yeah. Meaning amongst producers. I've, I've watched True School interviews. I've, mm. I, I see what Rishi talks about. I... Just study the scene. We we heard from Rackstar with Surinderatan and just yeah. him kind of just backing him up. Is there, is that a real thing in UK? Like everyone just will will rock with you, and it's not so money driven up front. It's more, hey, let's get this project in and let's work. I'll be straight with you. I'm, I'm going to be real. Um, it's not like that now. Not now. Not, not now. now. The whole thing's changed. Back but in the was days, it like that when you yeah, were coming? It was. Up? It was, man. It was, as in, there, there was a lot of love for people that believe in your talent, but um, and a lot of love from artists. But no one was doing your project for free, if I'm honest. Yeah, not free, but it was like a camaraderie, is what I meant. Like people yeah. would rock with you, senior producers, and yeah, they'll, like they'll, that. they'll give you the love. Yeah, 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 they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, like Shinda and Oman, all of them, they all gave me love. Like even at events, family events, because that was the only really platform I had to sing right right. So before I, the melas before and the before, the yeah, before all that stuff so I did it I sang at all my family weddings yeah. <laughs> I heard I, I, I heard that, that that road show game in the UK yeah we have the same thing here yeah but the road show game over there was not just DJ driven but is where the artists really got to build fan bases did that yeah. happen for you when you when you dropped yeah. your first project yeah of course man like I was quite fortunate because um, I had someone like the BBC Asian Network. They they really championed me as an artist. 
And when you say that, like you're talking it, about P- Punjabi Hit Squad, it, Bobby and Nihal. Yeah, all them Bobby Friction. Bobby Friction picked me up. He's like, we, we got to play this guy. guy. We got to push this it, guy. It's funny. Everyone, I, that's another thing from that era, whoever came out, everyone has told me that Bobby Friction. if you got on Bobby Friction, yeah. you were kind of like, you got the co-sign and yeah. you would almost yeah. become a star. It's like the rite of passage. And that was yeah. Radio 1 or that was Asian Network? That was Asian that Network. Okay, so that was after Radio One yeah, was decided to not do Asian and split it up. Is yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was. And that was Marky running Mar- the Marky whole thing. Mar- yeah, yeah, Marky. Yeah, I know my shit, man. Marky Mark, man. I knew him from PHS days. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like when he was part of Hit Squad. Oh wow! Before man. he got his like own situation, so they okay. would tell me that like Bobby and Nihal were, if they touched your record, yeah. You you could go anywhere guys, from that point. They were the guys, man. For the like, they they championed Jay Sean. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They mm-hmm. championed me. They championed even Zach Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zach was ZK that I remember. Zach Knight. Um, who else? Um, even Gary. Gary Sandu. Mm-hmm. They they championed all the artists. They've championed. They they've come out. Like, even Juggy H Dummy Imran Khan. Is oh, there any relation between Jazz no, Dummy and H Dummy? No, Dami? there isn't. Everybody. When I first first <laughs> like, came they, out, they, everybody had similar that. timing. Yeah, it was. He right. dropped his stuff in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, and I okay. dropped mine in two thousand nine. So, oh, right. so he came out before you. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh wow. I thought he was at. Okay. Yeah. He was wow. before me. Yeah. He came up before me, man. Because everyone was like, are these guys brothers? No, everyone. Cousins, friends? I heard that from every single person on that year I came out. But it was was great. (laughs) Are you guys friends? Yeah, Yeah. man. I've got love for H. I've got love for H, man. I've got love for him, man. He's He's doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing, He's got some new records out too, man. Yeah, Yeah. man. He's doing his thing, man. He just dropped a record recently. My brother, DJ Harvey, Too Many Kilakti. Yeah, that's a dope record. That's your brother? Yes, my brother, man. Your real brother? real brother, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. The UK is just all crossover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So H Dom, he doesn't do a track... With anyone but your brother. I mean, he does a track with your brother. Yeah. So your brother's a producer? Yeah, he's a producer, man. Wow. He got in the game after you? He's been, yeah, 2010. He, But he, he's not... When, he, when I say he's a producer, he produces when he wants to. Got right, it. Kind of thing. And I, that's cool, I, right, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of, yeah, that's what it is, really. And even with me, like, his first album, like, I co-kind of produced that with him. So I, I, like, I like a bit of production, like Punjabi Desi production. I love yeah. doing that. So um, even compositions, like I like doing compositions. I like composing. It's, Does that come from your classical training yeah, and all it, that? It's just come from you know what? No, I wasn't taught like how to compose music, how to compose melodies. It just happened by mistake. Wow! Like a lot of singers in India, I've noticed that a lot of even good singers they can't compose. It's weird, and even I thought then, yeah, I can't do it as well. But then one day, randomly, I sat down and I composed a song. And it just worked out. It just from there, I've just started composing. But it's not. It maybe the classical has helped me, but I'd say it's just. It's just you get a knack of it. You mentioned you played double and dole and stuff. Do you, no, st- do you still play? Or? I didn't. I didn't play double and dole. My dad played dole okay. and drums. Oh, okay. he said his cousin yeah. did. Your cousin. Okay, okay. Yeah, my cousin played double and dole. Yeah. And he was in the Paul McCartney. Yeah, exactly. Got exactly, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what does that guy do now? That cousin. Uh, he does. He just plays for international bands. Okay, so he's doing his thing. He's as doing well. his thing, man. So it's a pretty musical family. I mean, you got a yeah. Brother well, he's a... extended. Like he's like, for example, he's kind of related to my cousin's sisters, husbands. Like yeah, he's like that. Like my actual in, immediate family, no one did music. Like when my dad started doing music, he was like, "What? What are you doing? Right, this right, ain't right. the done thing. You should be working in the, in the field. You should right. be working in the factory. That's what it was them days. You know what right, I mean? Right. But but he just he was 
he was just a different kind of but he just wanted to do something that's creative and and um yeah and he just did music so so so, yeah, so then you you eventually you get in this project with Amin Hayer and yeah. and boom yeah well it wasn't boom what happened was <laughs> we started working on the album uh he did three songs for the album and the first song I recorded and for the for the public tell tell them which album that is it was called JD, my album was called. Okay, okay. But the first album I featured on was an album called Ground Shaker 2. Yes, yep, that we know. And the song you played first, Jin John, yep. that song was the first song I ever sang. And it's the first song I've ever st- stood in the studio and actually sang a song. I remember that song. Man. We're going to go to break, but before we go to break, we're going to just play this record to okay. let this... And, bef- and before you play the record, I got to just say... Just let, you, let them know, man, because we this, were talking about him. This is my favorite record of yours. Oh, yeah? And, like, I oh, religiously wow. listened to it. I, I was just singing it in the studio for these guys. Yeah, it's, it's before you came in. I was like, so what's your favorite jazz dummy record? And, like, no one's going to say High Heels from our crew. Yeah. No one's going to oh, say... Even though we play it, like, at we have party. That's a force. Yeah. Now we... we it's forced. It's yeah. almost like you have to I play it. And if you don't play it, you messed up, right? Yeah. So it's one of those records that gotten so big that we always, as DJs, we're like, we want the, the, the other shit. Yeah. And I think this record, I mean, without a doubt, before we go to break, Juicy, you want to get shed a tear while we play this? Or? Yeah, I'm up right here. <laughs> Light is in the air, man. From break, back with the man, future legend, Mr. Jazz Dami. What's up, bro? You feeling all right? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. So before we went to break, we just kind of touched on um, Juicy's absolute favorite record oh, of yours. Thank you, man. Yes, man. And it's funny because some artists will be like, oh, my early stuff wasn't my best and I've gotten so much better. When you hear that record, does that take you back to a... It takes a me back to, time, man, I remember when I recorded it, man, I'm almost, I'm almost like, um, I've got this song, man, and I think it might suit your voice, just jump in the booth. So who wrote that? Uh, Sati Kokevalia. Okay. He's writing a lot of jazzy songs. Okay. And he's like, why don't you just jump in the booth and just see what, how you feel? Did it, and he just we just recorded it, and he's done. So it was one take jazz? No, nah, it wasn't one take. This is <laughs> this is a bit a little hard for me because it's the first song I ever sang. Man. Right, right. Like you know when you sing other people's songs, it's so easy because you just copy what they've done. Right, right. But right. when you create something from scratch, and you have to give it your feel, that's the difficult part because right. it's your creation, and hopefully you get to a point where people will copy what you've done, and that's what it's about, man. So it's it's difficult, man. It's it was difficult. I remember. But I did it. I, I practiced it before. Uh, like we did, we recorded that that day, like a demo of it. Mm-hmm. Alman called me. He's like, "Yeah, man, I really like the song. Get the other verses written." All right, cool. So I got the other verses written. I practiced it and I went in the studio and smashed it out, man. 
Incredible that's, that's amazing. So that was on Ground Shaker 2. Yeah, it was. And that record, the, I mean, the whole project popped off. Yeah, the whole project was great. And, but it's so mad because I don't think no one had faith in this song. <laughs> in the <laughs> song itself? People liked it, but it did so well in Punjab. Like, so well. Like, I think everyone was just surprised at how well it did in Punjab. Because it was number 14 on the album. And I thought, oh, no one was going to listen to it. It had Salim on the album. He had people like Jazzy B on the album. He had people like Yudhvir Marnik on the album. Like, amazing, amazing talent. I thought, no one's going to listen to me. I'm just a new you. Mm-hmm. But it, they picked it up and they liked it. And then from that, off the back of that, I did, obviously, songs like Take Givali, Roj Milia, Buddy Big there. one. Big one, And yeah. then, like, from there, it just, it just carried on going, man. The, the songs kept getting, uh, I would say, getting better. Awesome, man. Yeah, vocals started getting better. I started getting more confident with in working in the studio. And from there, it just kind of progressed, man. I think they talk about this. I mean, we all, we, I talk about it as well. But when you consistently do the same thing yeah. as your daily motion, yeah. by default, you just get better at it. Of course, Because man. you become, you put your hours in and you put your time in yeah. and that grind and that creative process just flows, right? Of course, man. It's all about putting the 10,000 hours in, like the same, man. I mean, you oh, put them in. You know about that, yeah. Yeah, man. It's all about the 10,000. You probably blew past 10,000 way early in your career. I don't even know. I think I've got so much more to do. I've just really, I've really just began my journey, man. Like, I'm, I really feel like it sounds, mate, I don't want to sound like I've got some ego going or something, but I seriously f- believe the greatest music is going to come now. Like, I'm, I'm becoming an artist now. I believe I'm, that too, man. I believe that everything you've done thus far was like the prelude to superstardom and what's really coming. Yeah, I've, that's like, like I was saying, man, the hope, the hope <laughs> and the, the dreams are real, man. Trust me. Like, like I don't want to jump into recently in the last like four or five years, but I, I want, I want to share this one thing because it's, it, it's, it was a really big point in my life and a real realization for me. So like, like when I was younger, I used to dream of like performing to like thousands of people, and you know, being in that position where people just know what you, just know your songs, and know just have that feeling for what you, you what you're gonna bring to, to a stage. And I remember having that feeling in um in in Scandinavia. I did a show in in Norway, and um, sixty five thousand people, man. Wow, all yeah. Asian? Uh, in, yeah. Wow, I didn't even a few know Europe- it was like that. Probably probably about five ten thousand Europeans. And I remember going on stage, man, that day was phenomenal. Like, it was like, I don't think no alcohol, nothing could take you on that level. Nothing could take me on that level. The level I had that day was like, wow, man, this is like, this is exceptional. This feeling is like, I don't want it to go. It was amazing. It was like another level. And, And I thought, you know what? them dreams that you've been living, yo, you did it, man. This is, this is that day. This is that moment. And then when I got back to my hotel, I was just so gassed. <laughs> I was so what, gassed. What do you do? Wait, were you, how long ago was this? This was like about five years ago. I was so gassed. So ga- this is was, High Heels that hit already. Yeah, High Heels came out. That's yeah. the record yeah, that they were that going record, crazy man. for. And I thought, yo, this is, I was so like over the moon. I thought, yo, now it's time to, it's time to dream again. Now you've got to think about the bigger picture, what you're going to do next. As in, as in the next the next stage, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Because you know when you start dreaming, like 
when you when you're a kid and you dream about something and you achieve that, you've got to dream again. Yeah. You just have to keep on dreaming. And the more you dream about things and the more you visualize things, the more you're drawing yourself to attracting yourself to them things. Dreaming dream into existence. Exactly, yeah. man. It's all about law of attraction. That's what it's about. That's yeah. what I believe in, and that's what I've been doing over the last re, last two years. Really, really tuning into myself and really seeing the, the, the next vision. That's the music I'm going to be bringing, man. Did you experience that that high that you felt in in, in Norway at any of your other shows subsequently after? Or? I mean, I did so I did so many sh- like shows, big shows, but that was my concert. That was it your... was my own concert. Yeah. I, that was so me. you were the headline. I, I was headlining that yeah. event. Who, who who was your support artist at well, that time? Well, I tell you what happened. That um, I can't remember. There, there was some... Damn! So you sold out essentially sixty five thousand. Well, it was it was, an, it was a, an event they they put on every year. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, the council kind of do a f- three-day kind of event. They have on the Friday they had Malikit Singh. Okay. On the Saturday I headlined, and on the Sunday Kailash Kaili is a Bollywood singer. Yeah, he yeah. headlined, so like three individual days. But um, and then pre acts prior to that. Yeah, yeah, local acts they have as well. Local Asian. Local acts. local Asian and non-Asian as well. Okay, like, got like it. Norwegian acts as well. Got it. So so that that just kind of turned it up for you, and you said, "Let's go. Let's 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 do this again." Yeah, man. And and here you are now, five six years later. Yeah, I'm, I'm still making music, it's crushing. But but I'm I'm I'm. You know, it's this these past two years, like I mean, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to not figure out my sound, but I'm trying to get that new sound, the new wave, and that's so, re- really important for right now for me. That's a great great point you made because I have listened to a lot of your music, and I've noticed that like a producer and a beat maker with an exceptional artist together makes magic makes yeah. incredible music you seem like a guy who's willing to work with different people yeah of course man so what producers have you worked with that have you know really helped you or helped cultivate a record or a sound have, have any producers been influential in certain records that mm. you've made or has it been like what we hear about like producer emails the beat you do the record or have you actually sat in sessions and been yeah, coached have, by a producer? Yeah. To be honest, I have been coached by producers, but recently is, is where I've really learned. Um, like for example, I've worked with an artist called Steel Bangles. He's making mega. Yeah. Mega UK kid. Yeah. yeah Young is. boy. Yeah. He's like, the, like, I'm really happy to say this. He's like a Asian UK, UK DJ Mainstream. Khalid DJ Khalid of the UK for the Asian nice. and I'm not talking I'm not talking about just for Asians I'm talking about he's producers doing, yeah, yeah. he's a super producer in the UK right now and he's I, doing mainstream I, I got love for him like he's doing mm-hmm. some crazy like the other day I just saw a picture of him with like like um, what's that guy's name man oh, I just did that collaboration I forgot his name man I can't think of his name right now but he's in some crazy collaborations but I worked with him mm-hmm. and like that's recent well I did a song called Teria with him okay yeah and uh, I, I learned a lot from him, but I'm recently I'm, I'm working with a guy called Alan Sampson. Oh, Alan Sampson, back in the day, two point nine. Yeah, he did. Um, Chucky D and Rishi Rich and all them. Yeah, he did. Years ago, ride it for Jay Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Remember that? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So he's been doing some crazy. He did two records for Zayn Malik's album. Right. Yep. And he's just in a record for Fifty Shades Darker. I think it's for Rio Aura, for Craig David. He's done mainstream records. So now you're saying these producers, these mega producers. Yeah. How do you find them? And I mean, you're it's an amazing. independent artist. Are, you're not. Signed, right? You're independent. No, I'm, I'm an independent artist, but I've, I'm working with labels, obviously, as well. No right. Way. So for the listener, and you know, a lot of people that listen to us is creatives. It's young people. It's young yeah. musicians. It's up and comers. Yeah. We hear these stories of how artists make a single. 
Yeah. And then take it to a label yeah. to release it, but yeah. then give up all the rights yeah. to the record yeah. and for a little bit of paper, yeah. 10,000, 20,000, and then they're gone. Yeah. And all royalties and subsequent <laughs> money goes to the label, right? Yeah. So is that the formula that's been working for UK artists to pop it, overseas? It has been the formula for a lot of artists, but it's obviously when you establish, it's a little easier because you can, you can, you can demand what you want. And have you gotten to that point of at course, this point? Of course, I have, man. <laughs> Luckily, I have, man. Luckily, I've got to a point where I, I can demand what I what kind of put clauses and what I what I feel it should be. Maybe, I don't know, it, it should be in this way. Maybe if this goes into a film, it should be in this way, licensing. Like I've I've kind of understood the business because I've been in the game for 10 years. So I've, I've, I've understood and I've established myself to a point where I can demand things or if I can be at a point where I can say, you know what, now nah, this ain't happening because... This record, if, if you can't have, if, if if you can't give me what I want, I'll take it to him or I'll do it myself. Right. I've got to that point in my career where I can do that. But but um, a lot of new artists, unfortunately, it's when you haven't got. I've I've been there, man. I I've been broke. You know, yeah. I mean? I've had no money to put in my own projects. I know right. what it's like. It's hard. It's it's so difficult. You can't expect a new artist to put in twenty, thirty thousand US or or even pounds into a project and push that product because. Where are they going to get that kind of money from? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to do a nine to five and save your money. Yeah, you can do that. But y- what you can do is you can utilize your social media and your YouTube to put your music out. Right. That's what the advantage we've got right now. You know what I mean? Like people like Justin Bieber discovered on like, YouTube. So That's big. You do believe in You really believe in that. You co-sign that social media like platform. I co-sign it to the MAX. It, wow. is, it is like if if you use your social media uh, to the max and and utilize it in a clever way and you use p- platforms like YouTube, you could kill it. You could do. You can make your own movement. Like people have done it. Like there's people like there's a, there's a rapper in the UK called Stormzy. I'm not sure if yeah, you've heard yeah, of him. Absolutely. He's popping right now. He's an independent artist. He's maybe licensed his products to like labels, but he owns the rights, the physical rights, the copyright of his products. And this is because he's understood the game. He uh, he studied the game. And then he believed in himself as an artist, and then he put out records by himself. So it's just, I think it's down to your own vision. Like with me, I, I release with like T series, I release with Z music. I so you'll do Speed. single deals? I, I do single deals. You don't yeah. do album deals? I've done an album deal with Z, Z music for this next album that's coming out in April. What's the name of that project? Uh, it's called Pieces of Me. Pieces of Me. Yeah. So there's singles out already yeah. from Pieces of yeah, Me. Yeah, exactly. There's right. three singles that have come out, and there's another single coming out next month from, from, from the album, and then four tracks, four more tracks on the album, eight track album. So we have this thing where we like to be the guys that have the music before everybody else because yeah. we just, you know, we like to have the newest sneakers and the newest clothes yeah. and the newest stuff. But music, I some sneakers, by the way. <laughs> trainers. Yeah. Trainers. trainers yeah. <laughs> one thing about us is that we like to have the music first. So we've developed relationships with so many artists through the years. And so sometimes we'll get like the record a month ahead or two months ahead because yeah. those artists feel comfortable and know that we're going to play it, yeah. but we're not going to bootleg it or put it on the internet or share it or we'll make sure to play yeah. a snippet rather than a whole thing. How do we get on Jazz Dami's yeah. Yeah, um, VIP man. sort of, yo, let let DJ Shroud and DJ Juicy be <laughs> the first dudes in the U.S. with the record so that way you we would, could, we could play it and put it in parties and at weddings and at clubs and on the gram and let people know that yo jazz sends us his shit first yeah because we're the most important motherfuckers in the city we like breaking records man man you're already part of it man seriously yo man we need to hear more of pieces of me so records are done already yeah well i've got one more record that i'm gonna finish off and Uh, when you say project this is uh an album album yeah and that's gonna go through 
Z, Z Music. So now when you do that, do you give them the whole project and you say take it or do you work no, out? No, I work out. And I, you don't have, like, you I, know, I just, I want the no, listeners. No, I, I, I want to be real because there's artists out there that are probably listening to me and they want to know what's going down. I have a, an agreement with them where it comes, uh, I, I know, because um, I'm an established artist, I know my own, what, my own PRS and publishing. I, I know about all that stuff. So I'm not saying I keep all of it, but we have an agreement where where they take a percentage of that, but mm-hmm. then I take then I take my percentage, and that's how, I think that's how it should be. If I'm if I'm honest, because I think every person, every artist, they deserve to get their royalties. They deserve to get their their credits in terms of financial financial benefits as well. Because Absolutely. for artists, for new artists, it's so important to get your PRS, man. Because that's like your tell people what PRS is for those performing rights society. So it's basically when your song gets played on radio, it gets played on any any streaming sites. You get paid for that. You know, what I mean, even if your song, if, if even if someone's clipped your song for an advert, um, even on on a station, you should be getting paid for that. Even things like PPR, Public Performance Limited, if your if your song is being played um, on on YouTube, you should be getting a percentage out of that. You know, what I mean, these things are so important, and the the only way you know this stuff is if if, you, if you're number one, if you're in the game, or if you studied it. I did a degree in music technology, and in my degree, I made sure I learned music law. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, so that you're kind of, I feel like compared to many artists, you've you've gotten some some advantages in the game because you physically went and built those advantages for yourself. It's not like you were given anything. Yeah. You were given the same empty slate that everyone has. Yeah. But you went and did that classical training. You went and studied music technology. Yeah. You figured it out, and by in your young 30s, you're already understanding that you got to own, but also have strategic partnerships with labels and people yeah. that you just are not as big as that can yeah. kind of help your career flourish. Exactly. And, and, if, like, and it gives you the platform to release your own music as well. Like, like I've got projects that I've lined up that are going to release in this year. They're going to be independent releases. I've done, like, I did a song called Beer Pervania with me and Zeus. Be- Mega. That, that was an independent release. There was a couple of artists on that, right? Yeah, there was um, Beber Fateh was on that. Fateh was on, and yeah. another girl was on that. No, that was Zulfa. Oh, that was another Zulfa, record. Yeah. Zulfa, yes. Yeah, there was Yasmin. Fateh was on both. Yeah, he was on both. Yeah. yeah. How do you, you like Fateh? Yeah, Fateh's a dude. He's a cool dude, man. I he's. Like I feel like he's another guy no, that he's killing it. we see him on. Pff, yeah. Damn near everybody's yeah, project, everybody. man. Yeah. He's a Canada boy, so it's yeah. like he bridges the gap. Yeah, and he's, you know the thing is with him, he's got a great vocabulary in Punjabi. Yeah, yeah, he's so, true. He's true to the so culture. So when you when you hear him, you think, yeah, man, he, he, you believe him. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's he's, a vibe with him for yeah. sure. He's cool, man. So, one time for a fun day. Man. One, one time, time for a fun day. day. So sure. pieces of me coming soon. Yeah, we want to know, Jazz, what's one of your favorite records of yours? Of my right of, now or when I'm making of all time of, like, of what you've done. Yeah, yeah what, you've, what done. you've done. The two records that I, that I will speak about is number one is Map Punjabi Bolia. Okay. It's one of my favorite records lyrically. I think it's insane. I think and I'm not. I didn't write the record. Like the record was written by Kashmir Singh and Shalima Singh. But the way the writing of that record, it, it talks about real issues about Punjabi language, about the importance of Punjabi language. Even though we live in these in, in Western countries and we're even American or British citizens, we shouldn't right. forget our roots. I, I totally you know what I mean That's, can agree to that. I mean, I, we talk about it all the time. Culture is so big for us, and and we work with. Uh, a lot of people, not in our culture and in and, and the urban community and bigger brands, but we always kind of don't want to lose sight of where we come from. And I exactly. always preach, like, what what can tie that back? Music, mm. food, language, things yeah. like that. And if we preserve those elements, yeah. only great things can come. And you, you've witnessed <laughs> it firsthand with the language barrier. And, of course, man. So I could see how that's one of your favorite records, yeah. Yeah. 
like Punjabi Bully is definitely first, and then the second record was Bear Pervanya with Zeus. Still, Bangles actually made the first version of that. Uh, he made it like acoustic version. We made that. We jammed on that. We just recorded it and we just put it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, this For those who don't know, hard, very soulful, man. Yeah, it's one of your favorites, huh? Yeah. I still get so many videos sent to me for the song. Yeah. Crazy amount of videos. When you make a record that's. Uh, what we call a timeless record It doesn't necessarily sit In any time period Or in any one sort of Era It can play forever and ever and ever And I think I think you hit it spot on with this joint That Safe man, thank you It's, it's a record that's just crazy And back to the producers thing That's Zeus Yeah, Zeus man Zeus is Can we say Zeus is legend? Zeus. Yeah, can man, we set? Put, can we put Zeus in that? Yeah, man, yeah. he's a G, man. Legend he's category. He's got some sick music, man. And now I see him. I mean, you've obviously done records with him. Yeah. I see him, India, yeah. Bollywood takeover, yeah, Snoop man. Dogg in the video. Yeah, like, sick. What? Yeah, man. What does that make you feel like as this guy who literally grew up under these guys like a few years? I know it's crazy. Under. You know, I was speaking to him about this as well. Because he's a massive Snoop and Dr. Ray, obviously, fan. He's big on the West yeah, Coast. Big, big, and big, big. He was saying, he was like, yeah, you don't understand. That day when I met when I met Snoop Dogg, it was crazy. It was like the fan moment to meet Snoop Dogg and be, and make, he was, he was in my video and in my song, an official collaboration. He wasn't like someone just picked up a verse and chucked it on and whatever. Right. It was a proper collaboration. And, I respect that man. That that's a movement right there. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I know managing them guys did did it, did it years ago. Singers King. Yeah, yeah. they did it in a, on a crazy scale as well, man. With Akshay Kumar. Right. Yeah, yeah. But to do it on an independent song, it's a lot harder. Absolutely. To, uh, on, on a Bollywood project, it's still difficult. Obviously. But there's bigger budgets there. Exactly. There's money being easily allocated for exactly. that. Exactly. But feature. even that was a very difficult thing for even RDB and Manj. Like, you know what I mean? Like Do you think that because RDB was able to do that and kind of open up the floodgates? One hundred percent. It kind of just opened it for like, all right, if the money's right and the situation's right and the track is right now, anyone can come over and start doing this stuff. Yeah, of course, man. It's it's people like Punjab BMC and RDB, man. Let's 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 just say, say it straight. These guys are the people that did it, man. Punjab BMC man, like he's a G. <laughs> I rate him to them. He's like too sick. Yeah, it's uh, interesting because you're you you know you're classical and and all uh, the OG Punjabi artists, but then you're you're very in tune with yeah, rap, R and B, hip hop, and you kind of get that part too. And of course, man, I feel even your swagger, you know, the way you carry yourself is easily transferable to urban artist versus. Urban Desi artist. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. It's because, like, where I'm from. Like, even though I make Punjabi music, like, it doesn't mean I solely listen to Punjabi music or that that's that's what I bring to the table. It's just that's a, it's a type of music that I represent. Right. But obviously, the, the interest of music is, is, is massive. Like, there's a vast... I don't listen to just Punjabi music. I listen to so many different types of music. I've been listening to Dutch music recently. You know what I mean? Dirty Dutch house, like that stuff. Not, or? not dirty Dutch house, Dutch rap music. Dutch oh. rap, yeah, it's fire. To, it's fire. fire. Even 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 um, French rap, even right. like even UK rap. Now I've been listening to that. I, I love listen that to stuff. some gigs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gigs, Lotto man. was a big record over here. Massive record. It hit here. I know it and, did. And, and KMT as well. It was amazing. You know, KMT with Drake on it. Absolutely. Yeah, that was Fire. A big record. Yeah, big uh, record. So much. I, Drake did a lot with opening it up for other people around the world to look at African shit and look at UK shit and not look at it as different. He co-signed it. He co-signed UK, UK rap, man. And yeah. he put UK, he put UK rap, he gave it that pedestal, man. And trust me, now UK rap, like I'm being on serious when I'm saying this, British rap is bigger than UK rap in England right now. Wait, come again, say that again? UK rap uh-huh. is bigger than American rap in, oh, okay. in the UK it's right now. Bigger than American like rap. Like the movement of UK rap is insane. You think, you, you think Charlie Sloth has anything to do with that? Of course he has, man. Like Tim Westwood as well. Uh, actually, Tim Westwood was more American. Yeah, yeah. He was heavy with Flex yeah, and we, all the guys yeah, over here. with them boys. But Charlie Sloth, yeah, it's him. It's him, man. Interesting. It's interesting that we could have a conversation outside of Punjabi and I didn't even know that that would go this way because we legit just met, right? Yeah. But um, we're big into that side of music as well. Like oh, culturally, wicked. we're hip hop guys, we're Daisy guys, oh, we're, and we bridge the gap really, really together. Um, do you feel? I've seen you do records with Yo Yo. Yeah. I've seen you do records with Raftar. Yeah. Gene Terry. Yeah. Mega. Yeah, man. Thank you. Is that still climbing? Is or is that kind of like? Uh, as in, as in the collaborations. No, like that record particularly, because that's think, fairly new. Like it's yeah, six, eight months, right? I think it's it's an interesting record. Like I feel like the the fan base for that record, it's 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 a different sector. Like, like I've I performed a song like Gene Theory in some areas where it's not as hype, but right. then, I, then I performed it in areas like Kanpur, mm-hmm. like it's a place in India, and it's hype, like super hype. Like people want to hear that from me. Interesting, so it's, right? It's, like every, every yeah every record I've done, and it's 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 actually without even realizing, it, it was actually intentional and it wasn't intentional. I just wanted to make different types of music. I just wanted every record to sound different. That's how I want to be known. Like I can make a song like Tedia with still bangles, but then I can make a High Hills with Honey Sing, and then make a Gene Tedia with someone like Raftar. Like Were you I'll, in the studio with Raftar at that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in you're parked up in India at this point. Excuse me, man. So I live six months in India, Mumbai. Wow. So, I, so, I, I, and how did that happen? Because you were, you know, Punjab, and then you. I'll tell you exactly what happened, man. Like how it happened. Um, I had a vision from when I was young. Yeah, I had this real, little Bollywood dream world thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That when I, when I, when I finish my education, I'm gonna go to India. I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna make music, and then I'm gonna smash it. And then I'm gonna go to Bollywood. I'm gonna make music for Bollywood. I'm wow. Be, I'm so be, you I'm, had that. Yeah, I'm gonna become a Bollywood singer. Hindi. Hindi singer. That was my vision. That's why I learned how to speak read and write in Hindi as well. Right. But the whole game in Bollywood has changed. It's not like it was before. Mm. It's not like one there's one artist that's dominating the market. It's not like that. They're using so many different artists. So I uh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. It's Which amazing. is great. But I thought I was gonna be in that category where I have just one sector of the of the market okay. where I just have six years of slamming. It's right. not like that. You anymore. just gotta be better than everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, but yeah. it's, it's also you're constantly actually, evolving there too. Yeah. Like the sound is shifting drastically, exactly. yeah. and that's why there's not one consistent singer. There's only Mika Singh that's consistent, right? And now, obviously, there's Guru coming through, which is he's got the Punjabi it. sector. Yeah. He's killing it. It's been great, but but um, uh, it's changed now. It's it's not about what the music director calls you. It's about what record you can make, and if he gets picked up for a Bollywood movie, right. like High Heels. Yeah. High Heels didn't really need to be in a Bollywood film. No. Can wow. we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to ask, like, Go ahead, what's a f- what, what, when you heard that beat, 
Yeah. Like, what crossed your mind? Like, I, the first time I heard it, I was like, I was blown away. I was like, this is something that I'm not used to. I, I mean, I've listened to this type of sound in Western music. House and, music. House mm-hmm. music and things like that. But to hear desi vocals over this type of beat, I just, it blew my mind. And I oh, knew it was, gonna, you, I, instantly I knew it was going to be a banger. We all oh, knew it. Yeah. Immediate. Yeah. Early, before it went Bollywood. Yeah, before it went when Bollywood. When it was just. Yeah, independent, yeah. yeah. Can you explain that to us? Because I see it one way and then there's two versions of the record now. Yeah, what happened, I'll tell you what happened with that song. So, the original obviously was made in 2012. Mm-hmm. So, um, I hit up Honey. I was like, I rang his manager. I was like, yo. You knew him? No, I didn't, I didn't know who you, I didn't. I, I didn't know Honey at all, but I knew, I got his manager's number from Facebook. So, you're just a young guy. Yeah, well, I, I was releasing music then. I was popular in the UK, just in the UK then. Pause for a second. Young artist, this is where you need to turn up your volume and pay attention because this is... This probably, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a big game changer in your career. Of course, man. This changed the whole... This is like leveling to beyond... You're skipping levels at this point. Yeah, this record, yeah. And it happened, just so we're clear, because you went on Facebook and found a manager's (coughs) number. That was the start of it. That was the start of it. So for everybody who, you know, thinks it's not possible, it's hard to obtain contacts, people are not reachable, it's completely... Out the window, of course. It's, and you don't know if you don't try, man. Straight you, up. Like, how are you gonna ever gonna know if you don't ask? Yeah. You have to I mean, ask. I, w- I was amped when I got a WhatsApp from him, and, and the WhatsApp said, "This is Jazz Dami." I'm like, "All right, yo, let's go. <laughs> I might be popping out here now." But so, so you, yeah, you I just, you t- I just, watched, I just called him. I was like, "Yo, um, Honey needs to work with me, man." Yeah. Like, you I'm just like, say it like that. Yeah. Like on a call. Yeah, I called. It's like, yeah, but he's doing great stuff in India. I said, yeah, I loved his record of Luck Twenty Eight. Right, big the record. Beat is sick. The beat is fat. I need to work with him because I know our, our collaboration is going to work. I know it's going to work. And then um, he was like, "Look, Honey's really busy. He's doing so many projects." He's so he went. He was. He was Bollywood on you. He went. Super he was the yeah, kind of Bollywood. His manager was. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I don't know what it was. Yeah, I got a missed call from an India number. Yeah. And um, I checked it, and it's a voicemail from Honey Sink. And Honey was popping then. Like, he just yeah. dro- he dropped. He's some- never not been popping yeah. for exactly. years. Exactly. Like, as in, that's when he was really popping. Though. Right. Like, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was coming up to, like, he was like, he was like Drake. Coming up like Drake. Every, every everything. Everything. Yeah. He was killing it. Everything he was touching was gold. Yeah. And he called me. He was like, and the, the song he sang, he, he said, Yo, Jazz, I'm a big fan of your song. And the song he sang was your favorite, John. Yeah. That was wow. his favorite song. Man. I was like, yo, how the hell does he know this song? <laughs> but that just shows you the reach of what music does. <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly. And he was like, I'm a big fan of the song. You'll call me back. Called him back. And honestly, I didn't know how big Honey was then. I just knew he had a great record. And that's it. I thought, oh, whatever. You didn't know the depth of the Indian yeah, How big he was in India. Right. He goes, yo, come to India and we'll just vibe. So I went to India. So you just take a flight? Yeah, I took a flight. Now, are you married at the time? No, it wasn't, no. But you were with your, your manager? Yeah, 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 yeah. My okay. missus, yeah. Yes. So, and then we basically... Uh, Did you both go? No, I went on my own, sorry. Okay. I flew out there. And I was like, yo, um, I need to make a vibe. And, he, and this, these are my exact words. I want to make a song bigger than Luck 28. He looked at me like, what the hell are you on about? That's a massive record. I, I want to make a bigger song than Luck 28. And that's what I've come to make. And he was like, looking at me like... All right. Now you have no context there. You have no nothing, studio. Nothing. Like I, this is a point where writers wouldn't even give me songs because I'm from Britain. They didn't want to give me songs. They, they didn't want to test my vocals out before they even take give me a song. So to your story and to the point, you go to India, probably limited funds. Yeah. You ha- you're a little hype in the UK. Yeah. But you're virtually unknown in India. Yeah. Or, or I was unknown. And 
you go to this mega, you just land in town to find this mega artist. Yeah. No studio credentials, no engineer, no Pro Tools, no nothing. Just we're going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah uh, but I called his manager. I set up the meeting. And honey was like, yo, he's come to India. We'll, we'll, we'll jam. He called me to Chandigarh. I went this, I got into a session with him. Played me a couple of vibes. And um, this one vibe he really liked. He goes, yo, Jazz, you should do these vibes. I don't really, I did the vocal for it and left. The next morning. Was that, what record was that? I didn't release the record. Okay. I didn't do the record in the end. I didn't okay. like it. Wow. But it's been recorded. I'm not going to say what record. It's been recorded and it's out there in the market. But I okay. didn't want to do it. Anyway, <laughs> okay. then, then what happened was, um, Honey messaged me at four o'clock and he goes, yo, I've got a smash for you. you wow. Come to Jundigar and, and we'll do it. We'll record it. And I swear down to you, yeah, Honey at this point was at his peak. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, and I was in the studio with him. Like I was sitting with him like this. And he was like, he was like, um, he goes, this song's massive. I goes, I go, I don't really like it. Really? Yeah. And he was, he looked at my face like, what the hell are you in about? I go, I don't really like it, bro. I'm being honest. I'm, and I, I was trying my best to like it because, come on, it's like honey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was, <laughs> he, but he wasn't. And he's invited you to his studio, exactly, his town. And it was just respe- out of respect, but I didn't feel it. I, I wasn't feeling that it was the one. It was the one for me. And then... And he was like, you're crazy. The only way you're going to do it is if you do something different. I go, it's not the one for me, honey. It's not. I need to, I need something bigger than this. It needs to be bigger, man. It's Were not. you calling him honey at the time? Yeah, Baji. Baji. Okay. Honey as well, because... Yeah, that's what they the, call uh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I go, it's not the one, bro. And he's like, it's all right. We'll see. And I, I left. After that, I left, chilled out for a bit with him. Met his, met his crew and chilled out and then, then we chilled Were out. Were they showing you love? And like, yeah, you man. Know? Beer love. Like Baji was, was with Honey then. Okay, they were, right, they were pals, right, like proper right, pals. Right, right. J Star was there, Alfaz was there, Money was all of them. Wow, were there. the whole game. The whole, yeah, whole, I met Bacha through Honey. That's how I made friends with Bacha. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, I met him through him. So you wow. laid no vocals down. You just heard the beat, and then now you're chilling with these guys. Yeah, chilling. Yeah, I, I did a vocal for something else. As okay. well. I did two vocals, but then we left him. And then after that, I went. I came back to England, and I thought, yo, it didn't really work out. And then, were you defl- feeling a little deflated at that point? I was deflated. I was really deflated. I was thinking, yo, I need to get the song. Because at that point, I was thinking, I need a song that's going to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. Even though I was doing great in England, I was I was gigging, I was making money. But it wasn't just about that. It was the bigger vision, you know what I mean? Um, and then one day, he, he, Honey rang me, he said, I may have a song that you might like. See what you think. Played me, like, just a beat over the phone. No beat, no beat. Okay. It was just lyrics. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, yo... My exact words were, it's great, but it sounds like that Hindi song. Which was a mega record. Mega song. I go, but it's a, it sounds like a hit. It sounds wicked, but it's, it's, it's a rob, though, of that straight up. The melody. Mm-hmm. The melody's a rob. Right. That's okay, though. India's used to that. Yeah, India's used like, to that. That's what India does. We'll change a few notes here and there. Yeah, yeah. that's standard. Go, oh, right, cool, man. We'll do it. We'll see what happens. And then I was like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's finish the song off." He finished the writing the song off. Sent me the sent me the lyrics. Al fast, the writer's name is. And then he goes, "Honey, goes just send me, um, just send me your Vox on one twenty five BPM." Okay. All right, cool. Did a Vox on one twenty five. Sent in, sent in the what you call it vocals, and then he oh, sent, so you didn't record it together. No, separate. no, no, we didn't record it. Okay. But then no beat, no beat. Because the beat is just bananas. Yeah, I recorded it just to I think it was to a click. Right. I sent him, sent him the Vox and he sent me some, something back. 
Like, yo, this horn's really catchy, man. Even my dad was like, I had this really <laughs> crappy setup in my house in my living room because mm-hmm. uh, my, my room, like, it, it, I just couldn't set up in there because me, me and my brother were sharing a room at that point. Wow. So, I mean, so it, you were sharing a room with you, your brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still so, sharing a room to this No, day? no, no. I've got my house now, mate. <laughs> okay, making sure, bro. <laughs> yeah, and that, Shit changes when you get that paper. <laughs> And then I just I set it up in my living room. I was like, yo, dad, this beat's all right, and it's all right. He goes, yo, it sounds catchy. There's something catchy about it. I said to honey, I was like, yo, this is a vibe, man. He goes, you like it? I said, just finish, finish it. Let's do it, man. It's sick. Played to my manager, Cam, at that point. He goes, yo, we're going in on this video. We're going to kill this vi- We're going to kill this song. It's a sick tune. This song's going to do it for you, man. Question. Yeah. Honey's concept, Honey's writers. Yeah. Your record. Yeah. Explain that to me, because that sounds funny. Because it was meant to be on my album. Okay. Like all these like Map and Jabi Bolia, Zulfa, Bepermai, all these songs were meant to be in the album. Okay. But then what happened was, um, basically, we decided to do them with different labels and d- release them as independent singles. Songs. Singles. You get the best bang for your buck that way. Exactly. That's the, probably the best way. Because um, then everyone's investing in you. Exactly. So that's how I did it. So at that point, then high heels, then. But but they didn't say like like. I mean that's again like huge in your favor mm. that Honey Sings Camp didn't say, ah, oh, we want this record for ourselves." No, they didn't say that. That's, I've, like... Honey took to his word, like... In this uh, industry, uh, yeah. do you see that now? I, I don't nah, see that. you don't see Like, that. when someone knows something is going to be they mega... Take it. Yeah, that's their record. They wrote throat. it, they produced it, their beat. Unless, Cut jazz and let's put another vocalist in there. It's going to be the same as... Yeah, that, that mentality. Of yeah, but Honey, like he knew that if if I if I do it, I'll have I'll have a different appeal because it's the visual in it. It's the I'll get the visual right. My vision's going to be more British. Like, I want to shoot in the UK. Uh, I, I want I want the the styling of the video to be cool and have that element because if you look at all of Honey's videos, I I, I can seriously say this that I think High Heels took him also to the next level. Absolutely, Visually, it was a win for everybody. The video was sick. So uh, you like the vision aligned yeah, on that project. Yeah. And to be honest, the whole concept for that video, my wife made the whole concept. Like the visual, the, the, the styling of my clothes, um, even to the point of the, the way the girls are going to be in the video, the cars, everything was her vision. Like, wow, so like, she's very integral in your career. Like, yeah, since, since she's been in my life, like everything has kind of worked nicely because of her. She does everything. <laughs> every, all, all my creative side of my things is me and my missus. That's what we, we do it together. I know she the minute you me. gave me her number, I stopped texting you and went right there and it became very <laughs> She smooth. gets things done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's team, right? Teamwork with exactly, the dream work. Exactly, man. So, yeah, and then, then we did the video and uh, High Heels and then, then the rest of it's history, man. So so then what about the part where the, the, the Bollywood film picture? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, oh, yeah. So, so that, that was the original record was 2011. 2012. 2012, 2012. okay. So Bollywood basically, they, they loved that record. They wanted the whole record mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. But... In when you honesty, say Bollywood wanted the record, like a movie, a yeah, label. movie, yeah. You know Arjun Kapoor, the actor, of course. of course. So Arjun Kapoor was a big fan of that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he obviously when he was studying or whatnot, or when, whenever it was, he was a big fan of that song. And he said that um, we should have this song in our film. We, we've got to have this song in our film. And then he contacted the guys from T Series. T Series Arjun Kapoor at that point was working with them. He contacted me. We were in talks. Direct. Yeah, right? direct. Yeah. Okay. And then and then we just got the contract right. And we made another version for it, and we put that out as well. So, and then, so why why the other version? Like what because, was... I, in all honesty, the original version I didn't want to touch the original version. Original is beautiful. Yeah, it? yeah. It, it it didn't even need a Bollywood version. It's just 
the 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 idea of, of Karina Kapoor dancing to my song was like music to my ears. <laughs> I'll be straight with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like just having an actress like that, a legendary actress, to, to dance to my song, that a creation that we've made, me and Honey yeah. have made. I just thought, you know what? All right, the horns are, are banging, the rap's banging. Let's I'll re-sing it. I'll feature with Arjun Kapoor, and she can be in a video with Arjun Kapoor, and it'll be for the film, a film version. And to be honest, which is uh, why it holds a different title as well. High Houston Nutshade, Nutshade, it's called. Yeah. right? But it, to be honest, in India, like uh-huh. I just found out today, uh, that song's got like eighteen million million streams on one on on Sovereign. Yeah, right. That's, that's just one portal of of um. Of basically of streaming one streaming portal, sure. Sovereign. You know, sure, of course, course. Sovereign's here in New yeah, York. Ex- exactly. Yeah. I just found out today they're that doing uh, UDC. Exactly. In it. Exactly. So I just found out today. It's, it said like eighteen million streams, and that's the streams like online. It's got like over hundred million hits. You know what I mean? So that version it appealed in another way. It didn't really need another version, but it's just it just elevated it to the to the next level. Right. So, right. It took it I, in. No, yeah. just kind of almost reintroduced the record for those exactly. who didn't even... Because it was a known record, but there's billions of people in the world that hadn't heard it. So Even... Well, I honestly believe, yeah, everyone in India heard High Heels. <laughs> all all, all the original one point, version. Yeah. All 1.2 billion people? Like if, all right, say 500 million people heard High Heels, yeah? That's a lot of, t- that's a lot of ground. There's, one point, there's 1.2 billion people living in India, 17% right. of the population of the world, that is. So right. if you think about it, if 500 million have heard the original version well, of High 8% Heels, of the world. I know for a fact a billion people have heard, heard my song in India. I know for a fact because everywhere I went, every single place I went to, every radio station, every car, every rickshaw, every everywhere I went, I heard that song. Yeah, it's it, and it's insane. Like I, I thought, I thought it couldn't get any bigger. But when the Bollywood version came out, I, I really noticed the pumped fuel man. into it. Yeah, it did, man. Because the marketing campaigns are huge. Like we had, we need to have a marketing campaign for the original version. That just it just happened. Organic. It, it was organic. Like. Like it, I remember when the when the song actually came out. Obviously, Honey was at his peak as well at that point. But getting a million views in a week, it was not known of. And then yeah. in 2012, man, no. no one was doing. Like we had like 150,000 views just on a trailer. Like people weren't getting that on videos then. But it was just. What, was hype. it because it was so good? I don't know. But it, I think <laughs> people just loved it. I, I mean, I would say that. It was just so good. It was just it's instant. Like you hear it and you just like, know. It was just one of them songs. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I say like, I'm really blessed to have that song, man. Like so blessed. Because there's, there's not many songs that come out, in, have come out in the Asian scene that have had that kind of impact. Like Amplifier was one of them. Yeah. Amplifier yeah. had that but, impact. But Amplifier, because of the BPM, you know, you're talking at like 82 or 72. Yeah. 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 It, it has a very hip hop. It's hip hop. It's yeah. trap at the end of the day. The beat, yeah. the drums on it. So it wasn't that, Easily crossover or easily sort of a global record where once you put a record that's so good at 125 to 130 BPM out mm-hmm. and it can f- be sandwiched in a h- bunch of other records yeah. and it just has the sound that everyone wanted or needed at the time, it becomes mega. It just yeah. kind of takes but off. I seems to be some like amplifier had that effect, man. Like it I did. remember it's big. it was crazy. It's big. Like the, the the impact it had internationally. Are man. you a fan of Imran Khan? Yeah, man, I, I like his work. I'm such a fan of his work and his producer. I'm working with him, Erin E. From from the yeah, Netherlands. from Den Haag. Yeah, we just completed a record last month, man. So you so Great back record. to the whole producer thing. I mean, yeah, man. 
how do you source your producers and it's just about who I'm feeling like mm. uh, like I'm, I've been working with a guy called Upside Down and he's in a oh, record Upside Down here yeah, yeah man yeah, he just texted me oh, I, wish I, I wish I knew you guys knew each other he's yeah, in the scrum right? yeah Upside Down yeah. yeah we had a session we done a, we've done one song together and we, we've just he's working heavy with Urban Asian yeah yeah right? yeah yeah, so I've I've just done. Oh, a, so an LA producer is going to be working with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, he's sick, man. I like I like the way he works. He's pretty quick, and he's um. I, lo- I love his sound, man. He's got a sick sound. Yeah. So I'm working with him, and then I work with Alan Sampson. Yep, you told me that. Uh, and then Aaron, Aaron E. We've we've, okay. we've got that with the works. Got that in the bag. Uh, is that going to be so? That's going to be more of a trap sort of. Yeah. That that hip hop. You know that, that record shit, is going to be bad. Because like, President Rowley was out of here. Was that his record too? He didn't produce that record. That that record, I thought, didn't get the hype it should have gotten. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Imaginary Girl? Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Erin E produced Imaginary Girl. That song was a banger. His too. fat beats, yeah. man. He's got some sick beats, yes. I love his production, man. I think his production is sick. The way he merges the two things, like Asian music and, and hip-hop and this trap, it, he's sick, man. So you're at a point now in your career where you... It seems like you're you're almost giving a younger producer an opportunity because of your reach and your your mega stardom. Like a guy like Upside Down, I think he hit with a Mickey Singh record yeah, last yeah, year, yeah. which was Great obviously record. mega. Yeah. But he hasn't really had a track record like some of the other artists or producers you've worked with. So now you take this young guy under your wing and you, you do a record with him. Yeah. It's his record as much as yours at of that course. point. All of a sudden... Doors are flying open for this guy. Yeah, yes, man. yes or no? And he, yeah, of course. And he deserves it, bro. Like when someone when someone's got a great sound and someone's work, someone's hustling. Everyone deserves that. I mean, I think he's a great artist in his own right, and he doesn't need me to ele- elevate his career. I think he's going to ele- elevate himself anyway. Right. But it's just it, it's like yeah, it but works the hand fact in, that you're rolling the hand. dice on the producer. Yeah, it works hand in hand, man. Like I mean, that's what the whole point of a collaboration. Like it doesn't matter who if you if you're working with a producer or a songwriter or an artist in general it's not even about the the elevation in terms of the collaboration it's, it's all about the the right um uh the gelling together yeah. and, and then the that ke- that the being chemistry, right yeah. that, the chemistry's got to be right and right. then that elevates itself right and that's what um that's what I, I try and do with people I work with I just want to work with people that I enjoy working with that I genuinely like working with or I jam with that's incredible man. and um yeah and that's why someone like uh, Upside Down School and, and even Aaron I mean the collaboration with Aaron I haven't really no one even knows this but the collaboration with him is going to be like the way the, the way we put the song together it's 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 phenomenal man like it's it's something that I've I've wanted to do from a very long time I started working with Aaron E in 2011 but the 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 collaboration didn't work. It didn't happen then because my head was diff- My head was in the next zone. I was in the right. Dissy zone. I, was, I wanted to make Dissy music. Your sound shifts over time. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make Dissy songs like Take Care Valley, sure. like Munda, like them kind of vibes. Sure. But when the high heels happened, the whole thing flipped. <laughs> yeah. It all flipped. So I thought, I can't. I need to make songs that are going to be international. Right. Like as in Bhangra is international. Sure. But have that international sound. So I started working with him in 2011. It didn't work out for four or five years. But then after a song I did with Still Bangor School, Thedia came mm-hmm. out. He messaged me. He goes, yo, bro, you're ready, man. Let's work. Because I, I understood the... the, the uh, I could say I understood his vision on records, which I probably didn't get before. Because I, was, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't making R&B or R&B stroke, stroke Punjabi records. Mm-hmm. I was making more Desi records. Sure. And my melody's more Desi. But now, because I've been really going into that, even having lessons, English 
R&B singing lessons. Is that right? Yeah, I've been doing that. I've just been, I had a few sessions, about 20, 30 sessions with a, with a t- co- vocal coach in England. And I'm going to continue that as well. It's just because I wanted to improve my, my ability to, to grasp that. that. So that's something I really respect. And, and we're big on that too, is um, educating and yeah, being a student man. all the time. All and never the time, man. Stopping being a student, no matter what. Levels course, you get like, you know to. what one thing I I, I want to I really want to say and this is completely inspired by someone like Jay Z. I was watching one of his interviews about two years ago with Zayn Lowe and he was saying you that know that was a great interview yeah amazing interview and he was yeah. saying that and it was and I, it really connected. I thought I need to take this advice and just just give it to my people as well. <laughs> Basically, when when you make music and when you become an artist, uh, you forget what, how you become an artist and that's putting um, work into your craft. You know, I mean, really putting in the hours. Mm-hmm. And when you become an artist and you start performing, you stop doing that. You start becoming a learner. You stop learning music. You stop. You stop being inspired by by other artists because you think you're the, you should be inspiring other people. Right. But when you become, when you start th- looking, taking a seat back and thinking, hang on, how how have I become a successful artist with the graph, with the hours of work I've put in by being inspired by other people? So I need to go back to the drawing board. I need to put work on my graft again, and that's exactly what I'm doing constantly. When I, when I can't, like when I'm putting sessions where I'm 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 baffled. I think, how, why am I baffled? How can I get out of this? How can I be in a situation where I'm not baffled? I put the work in. Mm. I, I go and have lessons with the teacher or I'll, I'll, I'll play beats and I'll try and vibe to beats. I think that's what you... you it's, this is the journey. The more you learn, the better you're going to get. I think that's a great message for the youth, man. Especially aspiring artists. Of course, man. You got to just keep on practicing your craft because you'll never get perfect. And if you if you have this mindset that... that you're trying to obtain this perfection, yeah. then you'll just keep on going towards exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, man. That's, that's dope. I, w- I want to touch on uh, something, uh, and that's your relationship with Manj. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you text me, you said, I'm looking for some help in New York. This is what yeah. I need. Manj gave me your number. You know, Manj is like my big bro. Yeah. In whatever those words were. Yeah. Manj also was one of the pioneers yeah. and their team and what they did, and now he's in UK... I mean, in in Mumbai. Mumbai, new label, yeah, new situation, yeah, almost being like the 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 ringleader of this hip hop movement yeah, out man. there, and really like yeah. saying, "Yo, we don't just have to do Punjabi or Bollywood music. Yeah, let's do what rap music did yeah. and take this shit over. Yeah, and if one guy is capable of do, of doing things, it's Manj is definitely that guy. Of course, man, his so, drive is crazy. Mm-hmm. Almost like. He's nonstop with it. Like he, yeah. he. I mean, his kids in it. His wife. Like he's just nonstop yeah. in the game. He is, he's, man. He's got the lion, uh, the lion brand, and all, yeah. the, all the yeah, stuff so that he's yeah. doing. He's, and and he's now bringing these young artists, yeah. new guys that we've never heard of, guys yeah. with minimal followings, yeah. straight from the slums, and, yeah. and putting them out. Yeah. You're in India now too. Yeah. You see that, and that's a new movement that's being created. Of course, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's insane. Like the people that are listening to this interview right now, that I'd say that the, the reason for artists like Raftar, mm-hmm. like it's 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 Manj. Like Manj has really pushed. Like Manj has, he picked him up when he was basically nobody. He kind of he really put the work in and the hours in of of, of making him an artist, cultivating. And, him. Yeah, and and becoming he a and R'd him, and he's been made him an artist. And today he's so successful in India because of that. And I think. It's so important, like, to have proper A and R. I mean, in the agency, we don't have A and R at all, right? Like, every artist is their own A and R. 
Like in obviously mainstream we have them. So someone like Manj, he's seen the movement of hip hop in India because it's critical. I remember going to India and I'm meeting so many people and they're saying, Baji, I'm a singer, I'm an inspiring singer. It's changed. Mm. Baji, I'm an inspiring rapper. Right. I want to rap on your record. And isn't that wild? It's crazy. Even even it's, even like the DJ culture, I feel too. Like everything goes hand in hand. Like things it, are just it's emerging. Huge, it is massive. Yeah. Like people like Divine. Yeah. Mega. People like Nazi. Mega. Like, I love yeah. people those like Bacha. Like these these men. The, the movement has been insane. And now they're doing brand partnerships. I see Divine with Puma. Yeah, 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 man. They brought a girl out from uh, America. Yeah. Raja Kumari. Yeah, 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 LA, yeah. I mean, she's a South Indian from yeah. the West Coast going over there, similarly Movement, to man. a UK Punjabi singer going out there. Yeah. And now it almost seems like before when everyone wanted to come West, yeah. it's like, ah, uh, no, there's more money yeah. and more growth potential it's by just, going to Mumbai. It's, it's just a market waiting to be tapped into and a market waiting and thirsty for, for good music. That's why people at Divine are coming through. They're coming through why? Because they've got a fresh fresh sound for that country and and they're connecting. It's like for example, I was talking to uh, a guy on his journey up up to this interview, I was saying, Yo, Cardi B, yeah, she's just she's just killing it. <laughs> And I was saying, like, I was in Harlem yesterday. I just went to Harlem. What were you doing in Harlem? I, like, I just like going there. It's just, <laughs> Damn, sick. That's amazing that you come and you went to Harlem. Yeah, man. I, I love the shops there. That's fire. Sick. Yeah, I love Harlem's the... amazing. And Harlem's like having its own renaissance. Yeah. yeah. And I, was, I, I went there when I, when I first came to. I want to open an Indian restaurant in Harlem. Oh, in, uh, I right. want to at okay. some point. I didn't tell you yet, but we're going to do it. Well, I, when I came to New York the, for the first time, I went to Harlem with Steel Bangles. Okay. Because I came with him. And I loved it. Then I loved the the vibe of it. And I thought, you know what? Um, I, I'm going to come back here. But I went back yesterday. And I was thinking, yo, Cardi B, yeah, she's connected with these people because she's a local. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly going back to India with Divine. He's a local lad. He mm-hmm. he's, he's speaking the language. You know, he's speaking how it's true to the culture. Yeah, and he's that's from it. He's from the he's exactly. from the weeds. And that's why that hip hop culture is is taking off. I think within a year, two years, it's going to be huge. Mega. Like now, it's just the beginning. It's going to be massive. Like and people like Manj, he he has been at the forefront of of this movement because he brought out someone like Raftar. Raftar was Raftar's song "Sumag Menadisi." It, it it was it was a massive point in Raftar's career. Right. You heard that song? Of course, yeah. Was, and people went crazy when they heard that Raftar and that. I remember Bollywood singers going crazy, like Sunidhi Chahan, saying, what the hell is this? It's crazy. Because they've, nev- they've never heard it before. Mm-hmm. So it's only about to explode. And Manji's at the forefront of that, man. So i got a lot of love for him, man. i got love. Um, his, his elder brother and his inspiration and his work ethic and, and his drive for, for just doing st- making music, man. He's like so, he's so focused, man. And that drives me. I, I'm, I'm inspired by that. So do you sit in sessions over there and kind of yeah. see what they're doing over yeah, there? Yeah, man. Like we're always sharing music, man. Like always, like he's playing me his stuff. I'm playing him my stuff. Like I'm, I saw him about three days ago. It's camaraderie, uh, man. Yeah. yeah, like there's a lot of love for him, man. Like he's he's like family right now. Like and he's gonna be like family, even with Nins and his kid. Lupi so as well. what you see with him doing with rap, and then I see your knowledge is great both on the musical side. But then also on the business side, when it comes to splits, deals, lawyers, royalties, yeah. all that you kind of have locked down. Yeah. Do you see yourself in the next 10 years as the guy still making music and exploding that way? Or is there potential of you saying, all right, let me open the door up for other that's what I singers in my space? All day long. That's what I, I want to be. At some point in my career, I, I want to become the, the proper A&R because I know what to do. 
I know I know what an artist needs. I know I know how an artist feels when he makes music. I've I've got all them feelings. It's just like at some point in my life in my career, or I want to be in the position where I take an artist myself, but not do it the way everybody else is doing. It's just put, just put money into and release their product. I want to nurture artist like nur- like the way Namanji's doing. He's cultivated. Yeah, he's he's nurtured. Like Raftar was nurtured. He was a great artist, but he was nurtured by Manj. You know what I mean? Even like even like someone like um, even like someone like Honey did that. Right. Great. Like J Stars, he nurtured them. You know, I mean, even some like Alfaz, he he nurtured these artists. They were great writers and great singers, but he he nurtured them to a point where you know this is what you're gonna do, this is what you have to do, and then from that they developed into proper artists. In the scene that you see, whether it's UK or um, US or even um, India, do you see like a young jazz dummy somewhere? Have you seen that guy yet? Have you found the next, the guy that's gonna come up under your ranks or? you know, a, a guy who can be developed? I haven't seen no one as yet. <laughs> uh, I'm not, that's not saying that yeah, yeah. I'm great because I'm not great. I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. But You uh, are great. Don't let anyone take that away. No, I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm doing what I love. Right, you right. Know what I mean, there's no, there's no tags. There's no, there's, I'm not no king. I'm not no prince. I'm not no whatever. I'm just an artist that loves what I do. I, 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 that's what I want to portray. And I don't even want to be called a legend for the years to come. I just want to be be known as an artist and a great artist. That's that's what that's the tag I want. But there's there's one of, artist who I've seen. Okay. And I've I, I want to know your thoughts if you've heard his music. Uh, he's from the UK. He goes by the name of Ezu. Oh yeah, I heard Ezu. Yeah. Have you heard his? He records? did a cover of one of my songs, Kuteria. Have you? He's a, he's a great artist, man. Right. So he's seventeen, eighteen years old, and like I follow artists from the beginning of their careers. Yeah. But like that's one kid where I've like yeah. I could put him on a mix with your record and and yeah. other high caliber artist records and and sneak his records in and it all sounds yeah yeah like he sounds co- cool man I've been checking cohesive. out his stuff yeah. I look at him I see Arjun yeah uh, I see Zach Knight I see Mickey Singh over here I see yeah. Amr Sandhu over here these are all the guys right under you like coming yeah. up yeah and you came up under so many legends do you see any of these guys being able to really Kind of take it to the next level. I think everyone has the potential to do that. Everyone, like prophecy, has the potential. Mickey He's has, amazing. You know, what I mean, all these artists. Um, Zach, obviously, Z- I think Zach has really raised the bar in terms of what he's done with Bomb Diggy. Great record. Savan you know, just helped roll yeah, that out. It cr- th- that song caned it in India. Everywhere internationally, he killed it. Yeah. So everyone has got potential to it, but it's great. Mm-hmm. I I want more artists to come come and and conquer just as much as they can because it gives us more ammunition to say like, you know what we're South Asian artists and we're, we're driving this absolutely we're, we're not we're, we're hybrids we're, we're artists that we're, we've grown up but we've been jobbing music but we're making music that's inspired by the music that we're listening to in, in western countries if like R&B, hip hop whatever it is is there any advice that you could give them? you know what any gems? yeah man what I would say is the one thing yeah is is just learn your craft, man. I've always said it from the beginning. Like, like you don't have to have a music degree to become a great musician. You don't have to be. You don't have to learn Indian classical music, but you have to have knowledge in terms of being a position where you can be put in a session and you can you can work out how you're going to move in that maneuver in that session. Because if you if you haven't got the knowledge and you haven't got the ability to do it you're just going to be stagnant in your career. You're not going to grow as an artist. So I would say just put the work in, put the grafting, because it's only going to help you. Like, 
like for example, I was in a session with with Alan. Mm-hmm. Alan makes songs with someone like Zayn Malik and even Craig David. He's a sick vocalist. Craig David is. So the compositions and the, and the trills he does are insane. You know what I mean? But and, and even when I was in a session with, I felt kind of, I felt kind of wow. This is a bit. I felt a bit unbalanced. How, <laughs> what how do you am mean? I, how am I going to do this? Like <laughs> you but, felt like you were you were not ready yet. Yeah, I felt like I wasn't. But it's just. Obviously, he's a great producer, so he made me feel more comfortable. And we got in, and then we zoned out, and we made a great, some great records, which are going to be coming out this year. Um, especially one called "Give It the Sauce," it's a sick record, R and B, like proper sick vibe. And pro- me and Prophecy have written it together, actually. Okay. Wow, there's so much collaboration you're doing. Yeah. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah, to just man. Here, when you're talking about what producers you're working with, and Prophecy plays both sides, right? Producer, yeah, artist, like. To work with him, that's, that's again, you taking a younger artist and saying, let's work. Yeah, man, that's what it's about. Like, even, like, I think it's about appreciating artists, man. Like, even, like, I, I like G-Sidhu yeah. from the States, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I reached out to him a few few months ago. I was like, yo, man, I'm digging what you're doing, man. Cause, just like that? Yeah. What, just hit like, him on the gram? Yeah, just hit him on the gram. I was like, yo, I love what you're doing, man, and just keep it up. That's what it's about, man. It's about... <laughs> Empowering people. Yeah, right? man, yeah. that's what it's about, and... Hopefully, I'm going to see my UDC in yeah. a few days, and we'll, we'll jam, man. That's what it's about. You mentioned uh, you were uh, practicing some English vocals with mm. the coach. Anything yeah. on pieces of me that has uh, not, you know, what? not on pieces of me will have. I, I, that's going to be more. I think the album is sounding more Punjabi okay. orientated, but the records I've done with Alan mm-hmm. that I might put an EP at a later stage. Alan and and Aaron e, Okay, um, that's going to be more. You're going to be hearing the the, the DDR kind of vibes. And um, you're going to be hearing the four settles in that. It's, it's, gonna, it's yeah, sick. Man. Excited it, to hear that. It's going to be sick. I mean, I've played it to a, a few. I, play, I played it a few earlier on to a couple, uh, for a couple of um, execs, man. And they're, they're loving the vibes, man. So I, I'm excited about them records. I think they're going to be big records, man. Awesome, man. One question I had for you about collaboration. Like, your, your whole world is just... It's a, a, a melting pot of music. Do you see uh, you as an artist collaborating the way Zeus has done with a Snoop. Do you see you going outside the South Asian yeah, diaspora and maybe doing a record with a J Balvin or a, who are, you know, yeah. an artist from outside of the yeah, of course, South man. Asian diaspora? Like, but for Is me, that on your horizon? 100% or? it's on my radar, man. But like for me, it needs to be correct. Like mm-hmm. It needs to sound right. Like It needs to be credible. Like when, when someone like, I don't know, someone like... Um, Bryson Tiller bangs that record in his car. It needs to be like, yo, that is that is some dope ass shit, man. You know what I mean? He needs to feel that. Mm-hmm. I, I want I want people in the West to be like, yo, that's credible. I don't want to be like, what the hell is that crap? He sounds yeah. terrible. The melodies are crap. The hook's crap, and the beat is whack. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Damn. I, I want the record to be banging. When someone hears it, they think, yo, this is badass. That's what I want to do. And until I don't get that, I'm not going to do it. Because I, I, I have actually collaborated with French Montana. That, oh, really? That record's, been, that record's been there for three, four years, and I've been speaking about it. Wait, is it out? No, it's not out. You have the record? I have the record, yeah. I need to hear that after the show. I haven't got it on me. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why it is out, because it's not right. Wait, so you brought him to do the record? The, the, the first time I came to New York was mm-hmm. in 2013, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I came out to, to record French at Diddy Studios in New York. Okay. Yeah, so we recorded him. So you guys bought the feature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those situations. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. 
And, but, and he features a lot. Like he's featured with exactly. many international artists. <coughs> exactly. So we did it back then, and but the record that we were making wasn't right. So we reworked <laughs> the record. Yeah, <laughs> we reworked the record. So um, let's see, man. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's only going to happen if the record's right. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. Wow. So you're literally holding on to those vocals and yeah, and just said, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I don't get it. Has but to you be. have the rights to the vocals, and yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. could let it go tomorrow if you want. Yeah, but it's not going to happen until I, I know it's hundred percent right. Any artists <laughs> that you particularly w- see yourself working with in the future outside of, of the Desi world? Um, or who you'd, maybe who'd you like aspirationally? To, yeah, who would you like to who work would with? Like you'd love to sit in a session with or do something with? You know, I'd love to do a session, yeah, with someone, uh, like producer or singer? Either. Or rapper? Either. Uh, anybody. I know oh. it's... <laughs> so why... why? Obviously, I'll just say Drake because he's the man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's the man. Yeah, I don't think Drake will do an Indian record one day. Yeah, man. He makes the bangers. He makes he gets the hooks right. Yeah. He yeah. just gets the hooks right. He he's a, he's another guy where it's like he gives a lot of credit to his producer, which is yeah. like him and 40 together. Yeah, like man. there's no Drake without 40. He said that in multiple mm-hmm. interviews and songs. Of course, man. He's one of those guys that bigs up the team and, and yeah, people because around they, him. They, he saw his vision and he took it forward, man. Like without 40, that vision wouldn't have been completed. Like, you can tell Drake was frustrated before the, the records, but when he dropped with, well, not before the records, but when he was working, but when he dropped the records with 40, they, it just, it, it made a brand new wave, yeah. a new sound. And he can't, he can't move away from that because that's him. That's Drake. You know what I mean? That's his identity now. That's and him, man. It's cool, man. Drake's cool because he, he's also big on cultures colliding too, putting those records together. 100%. Maybe, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's co-signed UK, UK rap. Hopefully, you can co-sign UK Punjabi music. Word, man. man. I, think, um, I think what we're trying to do and what we've been trying to do in the States uh, just through various platforms and projects that we do is really educating mainstream hip-hop yeah. about our community and what we do. And I think all the movements collectively are slowly colliding. So whatever happens in UK, yeah. whatever happens in, in Mumbai, whatever's happening in the Netherlands, these conferences like UDC, which are st- so primitive and yeah. so early, right? We're yeah. still, New York is still a little behind when it comes to the Daisy thing. Yeah. But we're getting eyes on us globally at this point. Yeah, of course. And, and cultures are colliding and it's a great thing. And uh, what you're doing is just amazing. And the fact that Thank you've you, come to New York, you're going to do this show. You came to see us, man. We have no, nothing but love you, and respect, man. Thank you, guys, man. You, man. Respect, to, respect to all the, the man's from New York. I'm looking forward to UDC, man. Seriously, like, it's great to see the movement happening here now. Cause, it's a long time coming. Long yeah, because we had the movement in in UK for so many years, but it needed to be shifted to wake people up because we haven't had any artists from the UK come out for the past 10 years. We're the last batch. Me, Imran... Uh, or Imran's from Dunhaag, but still, right. I'm talking about Europe in general. Mm. Even someone like J.K. Uh, H. Stummy, mm. like we're the we're the last batch. Gary Sandu, we were the last batch from from UK. After that, there hasn't been any any but artists. Then you got like Arjun and and Zach, right there. Yeah, but you? Zach Zach actually started as Z.K. when right, I started. Right, right. Okay, but he just it, it wasn't the time for him then. Right, right, right. But but obviously uh, now that his his time is now. But right. apart from that, there's no one. There's not. There's not new. He still. I still count him as the old batch. The, the batch it. that we. That when we came out from your class, the new yeah. batch that hasn't happened. And you guys are having that. The new. Well, you guys have got a, a, a proper scope of artists that are coming out from North America. Finally, finally, yeah, it's yeah. great. We've man. always had pockets, but now it's like. Now they could play with the UK guys, and it's like exactly all right. There's a lot of collab between Canada, yeah. UK, yeah. US, and it feels the unity is big, man. It, yeah, it yeah. feels like 
a resurgence of it. And, yeah. you know, we were talking with other artists that from like 2007 to 2010, 11, it was just dry and it was yeah, yeah, not yeah. a lot going on. And now it's like yeah, everyone's collabing. Everywhere exactly. I turn, so-and-so is working with so-and-so. And I got a project on the way. And this guy, Haji's got a project on the way. And Jazz has got a project on the way. And yeah. Mickey's got a, Everyone's got a project on the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> we want to hear these yeah, projects. We're excited, man. We want to get yeah. behind them, and we're here to tell the stories of yeah. people like yourself and you, and and so many artists like you in the states, and 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 say, you know, this is the story, but this is just the beginning, yeah. and we've got a long road ahead. Yeah, man. Yo, Jazz. Um, before you go, you know, we've talked so many, so much about your records, and just about the fact that you've got this classical training, but your hip hop training, like. Can you give us something that maybe we might not have heard or something that, that just is, is, it means something to you musically? Mm. You know, there's a song that I, I've been working on with, um, I've actually recorded it with Alan and um, we did it last, we did it last year and he's just, he made like four or five versions of, of the production and the song is not going to come out until, well, I'm shooting the video for this in LA actually next week and, um, and it's, the whole vibe of the song, I remember and recorded it. Um, you, obviously, you'll hear the recorded version when it comes out, but when I, when I did the song, it was like, I, I seriously got into a crazy zone and I banged out the whole song with like, maybe within like 20 minutes. Like It was like two-take song. I think we didn't like two takes, me and Alan did. So I'll sing a bit of it. And just bear in mind that it is, it's half 12 and it's eight o'clock in the morning in India. Hmm. It's been awake for 24 hours, but I did it, man. <clears throat> Kikari, sorry, I was about to sing Bia Parvaya then. We can hear that too. Kai saal pehle jedi, meri tutti gayi si, na chonde vi meri ba, hatho chutti gayi si. Aaj yon tak ke sabut jaya ditaye, saala pehla. दिता होया जख्मता सीताए दिल नु तसली होइए जान दियो मेनू तक तक चली होइए जान दियो मेनू तक तक चली होइए I got goosebumps. That was Thank dope, you, man. Thank Sorry you. Sorry if there's any mistakes, man. Nah, Super dude. tired. Ridiculous. Dude, legendary. But That's legendary stuff. That's the brand new one with Alan Sampson. It's coming out this year, man. So you got just heat on heat on heat coming out, so man. Much song- so many songs, man. So many songs. And are, they, are you going to just let go of them like that? Or this is the album project? There's a project? plan for these songs. These songs are special, man. Like the Allen songs and the Aaron songs, the, the, the real special songs. So, they they need to be everything needs to be perfect visually. Like everything needs to be like bang on. So we're just trying to get uh, all the logistics and all the all the, the products right. How it's I call them? It's amazing. All, we call it assets. So like all the assets around mm-hmm. the main product has just got to be yeah right. Spot but on. the one thing that's one hundred percent sure. We, we are sure about it, is that the audios are, are crazy. The productions are crazy. The vocals sound wicked. The lyrics are amazing. And the teams that have worked on the products, like the projects, I should say, records, 
they're, they're like they're all passionate and they've got the same vision. So now it's just getting the visuals right, and I think we're gonna do that. Man, as soon as, well. as, as soon as you have these records and you you ready to let go. Pass them here. We'd love to course, love man. to break them here in New Your York. Your brothers man. in New York want them, bro. And, right, and, and we you, and we got we got you here. And anything you need, man, on every any level, man. Thank you so much. Respect every time. Respect, man. Respect, man. Thank you for coming. Thank man. you, man. Thank you for having me, man. What's your social? Where can people find you, man? Um, jazz the Jazz Dummy. The Jazz Dummy. Yeah, I need. Why the? Because Jazz Dummy went available, man. <laughs> 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 we got we got to go find that person. <laughs> same as same goes for um, Twitter. And then Jazz Dummy Official on Facebook. Gotcha. Juicy, any closing words, my man? No, I just want to say thanks again for coming and sharing these gems and, and, and kind of telling your story. I think uh, everyone, you know, it's, it's long overdue, and, and we were excited to hear it and witness it today, man. So thank, thank you, you for man. what you're doing. Thank Continue you, to make your impact, man, and we appreciate your time, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Respect, man. This is the Butter Chicken Podcast with... DJ Juicy and DJ Sherrod. Thank you for tuning in, world. Make sure you follow us on Butter Chicken Podcast on Instagram and all platforms for podcasting, ladies and gents. Till the next time, signing off. We'll see you soon. Good night. God bless. God bless.